recording. All right. Welcome back to the Three Stooges of Basketball podcast. It's been a little bit. Um, Some scheduling issues last week kind of, you know, didn't let us record last week. But honestly, like, I don't know if any of us went anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. I don't think anybody else went anywhere. So, I mean, I'm sure we could have um talked for a while about a whole bunch of stuff because, I mean, we usually talk like 45 minutes before this thing starts anyway. Um, But uh, here we are for episode 14. And, you know, there's a whole lot to talk about after the uh, live period. There's been a couple events after the live period. Um, And there's a couple of things we can catch up on with that. But, you know, first things first, we'll, we'll we always start with the old transfer portal, which has been which has been popping recently so you know i i think the biggest name in the portal that was left since we had last talked was anisa morrow um and i know eric has a lot to say about her commitment to lsu so i mean i guess we might as well just start with that eric what, what do you got for us listen up morrow i want to applaud you for having zero creativity in your life <laughs> you want to go where you'll be maybe number three possibly even number four in a team Last time I checked, they have star recruits coming in. No one is going to get past Angel. Angel is the Jesus or so of LSU and NIL money and everything like that. I'm not sure why you want to follow in that shadow, but to each their own, I hope you have a lot of losses. So LSU, all I will say this, on paper, LSU looked very, very deep and talented. I will say championships are not won on paper or South Carolina would be celebrating their second championship. Injuries always come in. I think you have other teams that have done decent in the portal. Um, So you have teams that are kind of trying to rebuild up that way. Miss Clark is always still out there. So don't ever count her out. There's still like a diamond um, Johnson from NC state still in the portal. That's probably the next biggest name remaining. And also a shout out in the portal I don't know what's in the water, but Texas A&M is building. They're on, Joni is on fire, and they are adding a lot to uh, Janiah Barker. So that might be a team to watch next year because they come in hungry. But Amaro, congrats. It's sad. You want to help that team. I hope you guys lose a lot. I always love when I hear Eric spiel on transfers and stuff when he like really speaks his mind because it it I don't know it just seems a little different but it's it's really funny because he definitely just like speaks his mind completely. I I will say I really did like Morrow's commitment tweet. Like I thought that was like well done, and I think it kind of shows us like what the future of you know college athletics is going to be because she did that commitment video. But it was also like an NIL deal with like a crypt or an AI company. So I thought that was that part of it was well done. But like Eric said, you know, I think that I mean I don't think she'll be a fourth option, but um, you know, LSU is is loaded on paper. They're probably the best team on paper. Um, so we'll see. But as I said, championships aren't one on paper, or you would. You would have had South Carolina win this year. And this is coming from me. Paige Beckers and AZ Fudd are not exactly going to go down quietly. Whether whether the national media or themselves don't want them to go down, UConn isn't going to go anywhere. And that's probably one of the – because we know Mulkey has, you know, the morals of a dead rat. So <laughs> their non-conference schedule, the only one they might actually get challenged in is if they're in that tournament around Thanksgiving where if they keep winning, they run into UConn. I would be curious to see that matchup early on to kind of see 
it's more of a test for UConn to say like, okay, can you rise up to that occasion? And if you kind of maybe put a little scare in them, we'll see how that goes. But there, we know their non-conference is going to be like 325th strength of schedule. <laughs> well, okay. Here, here's a here's a question. Will it be worse or better than Minnesota's this year? Worse. Mm, yeah, worse because the Gophers also have the Gophers also have UConn on their schedule, so that's great. oh yeah. They're Very both going to have on each other's schedule. <laughs> Very true. And Don's going to not schedule, you know, the typical Minnesota schedule. Minnesota so schedule will tougher. Minnesota State Sisters of the Blind. Yes. <laughs> yes. You take the wins, though. Shut your face, Mark. Ron Mamba <laughs> is going to be on fire. Oh, God. All right. Well... I mean, is there anything else that you kind of want to talk about in the portal in particular? So there's a whole lot of kids that that have committed. Um, because I want to is I don't know if this like you know triggered anything, but the junior college kid I forget her name. Um, I think her last name was Walker. Yeah, who who ended up at South Carolina? I don't know if that you know kind of forced Denise Morrison because she did cancel a visit to South South Carolina, I believe. But I, I mean, do you know anything about her by by chance, either of you? I do. She played at all. She played at Rutgers for a season because she was actually. The only reason I know this is, and this is Mason gonna if he Mason was on camera, he'd roll his eyes. Uh <laughs> she she had a gopher offer, but that's because former gopher guard Alexia Smith and her were high school teammates. So the former gopher who went here, her and uh, uh Sakima were high school teammates. So that's why I kind of knew about her that way. And then she went to Rutgers before she went junior college. So I have we've seen her and stuff. She was a pretty high highly rated recruit, if I remember correctly, top 60 or 65 in the country. So but 6'6", six, six, Don seems to know how to work with height. I mean, I say she gets 6'6", six, six, the gopher should get to keep Tessa Johnson, but what do I know? <laughs> yeah, I also think I also think on the transfer portal, real quick, uh, I think that Mississippi State's been doing a really good job in the portal as well. Uh, they just had Aaron Barnum commit to them, uh, who was – you know, top 20 rated recruit. They've had a couple other kids come in too. Um, but like, you know, they they were really good and then they got really not good. And now, you know, they're kind of turning back around a little bit with Sam Purcell down there now. Uh, and, and they're doing a really, really good job in the portal. Um, so the SEC this year is going to be, you know, kind of crazy. And then, yes, yep. you know, you add, you add in... Tennessee. Stop it, Brady. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. And stop. I'm going to end this right now. I'm just kidding. Um, and then you add in Texas and Oklahoma here. And I think what, not this year, but next year? like The following year. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really like stacked conference, really, where you could definitely have, you know, 11 or 12 teams in, in the NCAA tournament. Um, so, yeah, Mississippi State's been doing doing really well. Uh, they also got um, the DePaul transfer, uh, Rogers. Is it Darian or Derek? Yep. Yeah. Uh, she was also a top 20 kid, and, um, you know, all Big East performer twice. So they've been, you know, very noticeable um, in what they're, what they're doing. Um News, news in our our neck of the woods, or or my neck of the woods, I guess you could say. Um, Iowa still hasn't gotten their transfer. Um, we'll see if they 
end up taking anyone, who it's going to be. Uh, they don't necessarily have to use it either. Um, you know, I think they would only probably use it on the starter caliber post. But again, I'm not too sure because I feel like if they're going to, you know, definitely use it, then they would have they would have used it already by now. Um, and there's just not, you know, a litany of stud posts in the portal anymore. And I think that, you know, with the posts they have coming back, while they're not going to be your Gustafson or Sonano, like they're still like going to be pretty, pretty solid post players um, for them. So, um, and then uh, Shatia Wettering, since we talked, I believe, transferred from Iowa. She was the one who transferred, uh, as we mentioned before. She ended up transferring to um, Northern Iowa. I can't remember if we talked about that or not, but I just wanted to make sure. I believe so. Yeah, the more I was talking about it, the more I remembered that we talked about already. So I guess a, another shout-out to her. So, And I just want to say hey. And, and Iowa State, oh gosh. And Iowa State has gotten a uh, 6'5 kid in from the transfer portal from Sacramento State. Um, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce the name, uh, but she's from the Czech Republic. And uh, she's a junior, so she's got two years left. So that should be a, a much-needed bolstering of the post for them this year. Can we just um, call her Audi backup? Yeah, we could. I, I I imagine they'll probably split time. Well, so um, do you want me to move over to some uh, Minnesota news, Eric? Sure. Um, let's. Well, here's the thing. Let's give a few shout outs here. Um, Nora Danielson committed to Wayne State. The one thing about that is it's really exciting that when you hear her talk about it, you see excitement in there. She found a perfect fit for her school-wise, basketball-wise, very excited. And even more exciting, if we have to give a shout-out to our, I'm going to give her the title, number one fan, Rebecca Danielson. I know you're listening. How's it going? Good to see you this weekend. And member Brady, we are going down. We're going to try and get Brady. We're coming down for bar bingo. In the you don't got to convince me. Everyone should be jealous. We're going to bar bingo down in Dallas, Minnesota <laughs> with the Danielson. So we can make a whole party. We could do it. If Mason came with, we could do a live episode there with them at bar bingo. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I was more, I was more leaning toward the, uh, the, the uh, some gopher news. Cause there has been some movement with Minnesota here recently. Oh, bit. Um, I Eric doesn't even care since he's talking about bar bingo. He doesn't even yeah. care about the Gophers. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, I completely understand that. I'm excited myself. <laughs> um, Gophers did get some... We, you know, we go, it was quiet, and I was getting a little nervous, and I'm like, what's happening? And we just make a one big news day. So we start with the guard tran- the graduate guard transfer Sanders from Appalachian... Appalachian I'm not going to try it. State, App State... <laughs> And to be honest, I looking at her her type of game, you look at stats, I know stats, she's very wiry, very quick, athletic, kind of, you know, likes to get to the rim, dish off and stuff. To me, what that speaks to is either a confidence in people like saying her three-point shooting in terms of Mara, Amaya, Mal, uh, Maggie, Grace, that that's going to maybe, that they're confident that we have enough shooting 
cumulatively with those players that this is maybe a guard to drive and kick to the other two guards that should be playing with type situation and kind of get, you know, put more pressure on in the fast break type situation. And the other one they added is AJ from Wisconsin. We have now flipped both the West Virginia commits, so I'm sure they hate us. <laughs> but both Wisconsin kids, so Brady maybe playing older game a little more. From what I've seen, both are going to be, I'm guessing, figured into possible minutes this year, especially with the center position really being Sophie Hart and then either question mark around after Sophie Hart, either before or after Sophie Hart. And so I would kind of say how I described it, and maybe this isn't the right way, but to me, it feels like we're adding athletes to already good basketball players who not are not necessarily super athletes. Marbron is outstanding athlete player. Bron Mama can do it all. Let's get real. But I feel like Sanders and AJ and even Nia Holloway coming back, those are kind of adding that those athletes, those defenders to basketball players like Amal and Amara and Amaya, who are kind of more, it's a good balance. I'm very excited for this team. Um, I mean, I still would take Cameron Brink transferring. Oh, really? You you take one of the best posts in the country as, as a transfer? Oh, also, and I thought of this, and I have to say it now because I thought of it again, and this is to Mason and Brady. Mark it down the date, May 9th at 8.20 p.m. I'm going to say this now, and I if I will be – Cameron Brink, if Stanford is a top-two seed in the NCAA tournament next week, next year, I'm not saying they're going to be, but next year in the tournament, Stanford, the top two seed, Cameron Brink is without question the national player of the year. Is there any like reason behind? Like, do you want to like give reason? Stanford looks like they're going to be awful. If Mama Brink comes through with the and gets them to a top two seed, basically solo, give her the national player of the year, give her the key to the city, number one pick, hands down. Minnesota Lynx, bottom out for Brink. <laughs> Wait, so on paper, Iowa probably looks worse than Stanford. No. So what if, what if? Cameron Brink's on an island by herself with a bunch of yahoos. I mean, so, okay. We has discussion for another time. <laughs> do you want me to just go, do you want me to just talk about AJ a little bit for you? Yes. Please. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so with with AJ, the one thing to kind of know about her is that she's still super raw, but she's just a, just a freak athlete. Like she's such an insane athlete. I mean, she's six three, super long. I mean, if you've seen her commitment picture, like she's also like very built as well. Um, so she's like she she's gonna be a kid who can like really do some. Da- I think she's gonna make Sophie Hart's life a little bit miserable on a daily basis in practice, but I think they're gonna make themselves better. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing to know about her is that she's a supreme athlete who still has a lot of room to grow skill wise. And I genuinely think that she might end up being better than the uh, other Wisconsin kid, Grace Krahulski, that you guys got. Um, solely because um, that athleticism at six three is just super hard to come by. Not because Grace is bad. I think she's going to be real, really serviceable all four years. But the thing with AJ, she has so much more room to grow because uh, I mean, even in, in AAU, like she hasn't really been like a kid who was like, you know, taking in a bunch of like um like super intense coaching in the post like everything she does right now is kind of like at a real like basic level but there's still like games where like she played Tegan Mullaney in uh in high school two years ago and her high school team beat them both times and she had like 37 and 18 and like 
33 and 7 and 33 and 17 or something like that. And they won both games. So it's like she can still do a whole lot of damage on the block. And I mean, when you watch her run the floor, I mean, you're not going to see many kids that are that big run the run the court like she does. And she's also like, I, I want to say they said she was like a five sport athlete in high school. I didn't know you could even do that. Um, so, I mean, she's clearly like going to be a supreme athlete for you guys. And, you know, I think that there's going to be a real chance, especially with Dawn, that she becomes like a real force in the big 10. I don't know when that would be. I don't even know like how to like map that out because she's just got so much raw potential right now. You don't even really know what to expect, but with, with Dawn there, I fully expect her to, uh, become one of the better, um, defensive, at least posts in the big 10. And I would not be surprised if she got way better over the course of the next few years out there personally, but you know, you never know. So two Wisconsin kids, everyone. Brady's going to be coming to go for games, and then we'll go to Bar Bingo in Minneapolis. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I did go to one last year. I mean, I don't know if I can do that again this year, but, you know, who knows? Who's really to say? I know I know. if I'm in Minnesota and, and Eric has uh, has some tickets, I know he's probably going to try to drag me to one. So I'm sure if I'm there, I'm sure I'll see at least one go for game, which, you know, I went to a breakdown of it last year, and I hope to do that again this year, depending on what it is. Um, and if I do, I'm sure if there's a game going on, I'm sure. Eric will drag me kicking and screaming to the barn to watch the Gophers play again, especially because I'm one to know at Gophers games for for Minnesota at least. I think the breakdown tournament is actually around the UConn game. Hmm. Hmm. Get to see KK. I'd love to see KK. Get gotta go see your mom then. Gotta go find her in the crowd. Hey KK's mom. I love. <laughs> Let's be honest here. If you want to give another shout out to a mama who is fantastic, <laughs> KK Arnold's mom, Kimberly, just. An absolute sweetie pie, honey bunch of the oats. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about UConn before, and didn't, didn't hear KK's name mentioned. I won't say anything about that, but you know, I think she's probably going to figure out the location out there. I would love KK to start over AZ or Page, but I think the me- national media would probably wet themselves in fear. <laughs> I think she's going to be a rotation. Kid. I don't know if she'll start or or when she'll start if she does, but I mean, she's almost too talented to not see the floor. So, you know. You never really know how things will work out. We're still talking about, you know, games that are going to be happening in November, December, and May. So there's a whole lot that can happen between now and, and then. So. Bingo. And, well, bingo would probably happen around that time as well. So, and I think we can move on from the bar bingo talk for now. Actually, hang on. I do have a question about bingo real quick. <laughs> is So this is me just being, you know, drinking some Coke. Um, is bingo... A game of skill or is bingo a game of luck? Love it is skill. Are you kidding me? Love you have to make sure you get those numbers quick. You have to say it with a loud with your chest. You have to say bingo with your chest. Okay, how are you gonna get the numbers, buddy? When they call your number, you have to make sure you're reading your card correctly. If you get okay, that doesn't, you can okay, miss that doesn't make card. it skill. That still doesn't make it skill. Like yeah. that still means like you have to like, be lucky to have the numbers. Like you can't like well, you're not like not picking a card that you know is a winner. Like you, you're not like feeling them out and seeing like which one's gonna be the winner. It's not like you're freezing the winning card. You will disagree and see who wins at Barbago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I didn't realize there's going to be such a such a line drawn in the sand there. Well, what? No, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to do this anymore. We're moving on. We're moving on. Um, Why did I ask? No, we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. Um. Do you guys, is there anything that you guys want to highlight in particular um, about like any kind of commitments? I mean, we talked about Nora a little bit. Um, I don't think there is anything in the Wisconsin realm that I, that I remember happening over the past few days. Um, is there any offers at least that you guys would want to highlight? I know there's been a couple of them flying around. I don't know if there's anything in particular from the last time we talked. Anything? No, nothing. 
I'll well, be honest, honestly, I, I haven't really been on social media that much, so well, I haven't seen anything come through. I should know, but I mean, there's a couple kids that committed out of Wisconsin. I mean, we had a um, Alicia Burgos, um, who uh, I know Mason knows a little bit. She's a 60 post from Dominican, which is in Whitefish Bay or Milwaukee area. She committed to Lander, which is a D2, I believe, out east in one of the Carolinas, I believe. I don't remember exactly where it is, but I mean, she's a she's probably going to be pretty good out there. She, I mean, she's 6'2 and can shoot it, and she's very physical as well, so I think that'll probably be pretty good for her. Um, And I want to say the only other thing that I remember happening is uh, is an offer from Wisconsin going out to um, Caitlin McGinnis, which I thought was, you know, I wouldn't say it's like the biggest shock in the world. I mean, she I'm sure she played really well out down at Boo. Um, which is probably what they really liked about it. And she can shoot the she can shoot the leather off the ball. Um, and if they're looking for something, um, if looking for a kid who can shoot the lights out, like that's kind of the kid that a kind of a profile kid to be looking for. Um, I'll be interested to see if she ends up there and kind of like how that goes. But I mean, that's kind of the the extent of of what it is right now. And she also picked up an Eastern Illinois offer, which is you know good for her. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much it as far as as far as I'm aware. I mean, I do do we do want to move on to just uh some of the events this weekend then? Cause I believe that's, I don't think anybody else has anything to share. Do we? Um, I, I want to give a shout out to McKinley Mathurin for from Oklahoma committing to Nebraska. Uh, I was really hoping that she would go to Purdue. Uh, I know her mom and her well, and that uh, should be a pretty solid fit for her. I am going to be rooting for her all, but one or two games a year when they play Purdue. So <laughs> Can we also talk about Chloe Spreen, but more importantly, Chloe Spreen's family? We did not. Um, <laughs> you really want to talk about it? No, I guess. we're good. She went to Alabama. No one cares about Alabama. <laughs> we talked about Kelly Boyle last time, right? We did. We did that. Okay. Kelly Boyle is very good. I would just She's like good. to put out there that I do care about Alabama because it just means more. It does. It does just mean more in the SEC. You you listen, if you're if you don't understand, you just can't understand. I know Mason, you know, he's saying it tongue in cheek there. But you know, two teams in the final four last year. I mean, you're talking about national championships and a bunch of different sports. I mean, it does just mean more, even if he doesn't want to admit it. But you know I just talked about you know, brain family. Wait, yeah. so does it does it so if you win a national title in SEC, does it actually mean more? It like does. is there is it, it is does. it hot so okay so what's the difference between <laughs> if you're a Big Ten school and an SEC school like what what is the tangible like difference like how does it mean more is it do you get like an extra trophy or more notoriety why well, don't understand. you don't understand you just don't understand like if if you like if you know you know and if you don't you don't I don't really know what else is to it tell. like is it like one of those clubs that you have to be in I mean kinda it's like underground like. Not even underground. I mean, I mean, you see it. I mean, you see it. I mean, you watch the uh, the uh, national title in football every now and again. You'll see Alabama, Georgia. You'll see uh, South Carolina, LSU in the women's game. You'll see a bunch of SEC teams and Omaha for the baseball national title. I mean, SEC schools have won the uh, volleyball title in the in, in the recent past, including Kentucky. Shout out Kentucky. Um, but you know, I mean, you got a whole lot of got a whole lot of pedigree in y'all that conference. Won one volleyball championship. Big Ten is where volleyball is made. Y'all coming wild here when you come in at Big Ten volleyball. I don't draw a sand. I don't draw my line in the sand often. SEC can kiss our tennis shoes. But if you think you come in at Big Ten volleyball, mm-mm. it just doesn't mean you more. Want, you just if you don't understand, you don't understand. You like you want to know the NCAA? You want to know the NCAA championship that the SEC has never won? Which one have they never won? The fencing team championships. 
Mm. Mean I guess it, I guess it doesn't mean more in fencing. It got me there. <laughs> yep, doesn't. <laughs> I'm not even sure if they have fencing. <laughs> I'm probably not. Who knows, really, honestly. But you should I mean, know. You're the poster child for the SEC. Why aren't you the commissioner yet, Ricky? Listen, I would not be on this podcast if I was the commissioner of the SEC. I would be making wow. horrible decisions. That's what I would be doing. Fame changes you, huh? <laughs> yeah. Listen, believe me, millions of dollars will change me. If anyone wants to throw me uh, seven figures to be the commissioner of the SEC, I would gladly take it. <laughs> like if whoever's listening, if anyone important out there is listening, I would love to. I would love to take the the old job. I feel, I feel like it's Greg Sankey that's the that's the uh, commissioner down there. I don't know. I don't remember. But I would take their job if they want me to. I'm not that way. They have no idea. Hmm. I would do it for six figures, honestly. Ah, listen, don't say yourself short, Mason. You're popular. You got a, you I'm got not a name. Expensive. Yeah, but you're popular. I'm not expensive. Listen, yeah. you got a brand to worry about. Listen, you got to you gotta worry about, Mason. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be too popular down there. <laughs> Well, I'm only known in the Midwest. Ah, come on. Come on. You're well known all over the place, buddy. But well, hmm. is is it is it time to talk about our weekends? Because we were all somewhere. And uh I feel like Eric has had a lot to say about his time in Minnesota. So I want I want Eric to go first, actually. So how was the prelims for the Minnesota State Tournament? Listen. There's a few kids that I have to highlight. I don't have a nickname for them yet, but I'm working on them, so work with live wait with me, people. Jaquela Craft is without a question one of the hottest players right now in this state in terms of production. Home girl is not missing. She could do a TikTok dance while shooting threes and just still going in. Jaquela Craft was oh, by a wide margin the leading scorer in the top 11th, you know, 17U bracket at the Minnesota State Prelims. There was very little teams could do to slow her down. If you want an example of her, and but she's doing it on both sides. Homegirl is getting blocks. She is getting rebounds. If it, she gets an open look from three, it is finding the bottom of the net. And then when you look at her probably best game of the weekend against a very good Minnesota Suns team, I want to reiterate that very, very good Minnesota Suns team. She took on the task of the number two probably top 100 kid, Tori Orline, for the Suns. Now, she's playing two grades up, but she's still good enough to handle that. Ja'Kayla not only held her to eight points, Ja'Kayla then on the other side scored 31. This game was, I think the Metro was up 60 to 59, and Ja'Kayla scored back to back and ones after getting steals in like the player to player defense and just powered up and finished through some hard contact, did a dance afterwards, screamed. I was ready to get on the court and like high five her and dance with her. That's how exciting this kid play basketball. Jaquela Kraft, I'm not kidding. This is a power five player. She has shown it multiple times. Y'all don't wait on this kid. She is fun personality, fantastic player. I can't say anymore. She was the MVP of the weekend. One of my absolute favorite human beings. Other ones. Now, this one, we're going to go a little bit to our neighbors in North Dakota. Lily Bell is not playing with y'all. <laughs> this girl had one of the most clutch weekends you were going to see here. Hey, let's talk about her game to get them to the one versus two matchup for the one versus two seed. She hit a step back contested 
three-pointer as a center, and it was nothing but net, and that gave her team a two-point lead. And then she takes on what was my thought as well. Coming into that game, I thought it was a team that was unstoppable in North Tartan 15U EYBL, where you have the likes of the unquestionable number one in Minnesota 2027, Maya Wilson. You have a lead guard who has been fantastic this summer, spring, whatever we're in, Maya Moore. You have the versatile and long and lanky and does everything positions one through five, Kale Janky. And then you have Miss Kate Omelette, Amlet, who is just playing out of her mind. Those four have been on a tear. And Lily Bell said, hold my purse. They ain't going anywhere near that championship and took over. She was swatting their shots out of there, finishing and one, hitting step back threes. Lily Bell, you go ahead, girl. All the flowers. Yes. I want that rematch so bad at the state championship for the state championship this coming weekend. Also with Metro and North Tartan, I want that rematch. And we can't go without saying one of the probably best head-to-head matchups in all the games, Liv McGill, five-star 2023 going to Florida versus the microwave, the magician, Mm -hmm. the magnificent, the Madden Greenway. Fantastic. Both played outstanding. A three-point game. Chef kiss of a weekend. Well, do, can you call? Uh, my my question is: Is there a nickname for Kale yet? Slim Reaper. When you can't, you can't just be Lanky Yankee. Come on, is that is that not good enough for you? Yankee, Lanky Yankee. I like <laughs> that one. I like Brady. I give you credit for that one. Kale. Oh, I mean. Oh, that kid is going to be six seven before it's done. She is just so tall. How tall are her parents? Dad is probably an inch or two higher than Kale right now, and mom probably six foot five eleven ish. Sounds like she's yeah. height. Yeah. How did uh how did that uh Metro Stars and in, in North Tartan game go in seventeen? You. It honestly was kind of, North Tartan did very good about kind of always kind of keeping a hand length away. Crump, of course, was fantastic all weekend. She's getting out and scoring. Madden was doing her thing. Madden versus Madden kind of, they kind of switched the two guards on her. A lot of time it was Liv. Then you'd have Jaquela on her a little bit. And she kind of, it always kind of took her like a, like a possession or two to kind of be like, okay, how is this one playing me? Are they letting me drive? Are they letting me shoot? Rainy Wilson was also fantastic. I think she was probably she maybe benefited a little more from having Liv and Jaquela kind of focused on trying to stop Crump and Madden. So she kind of like took advantage of her matchup a little more. Um Zahara did very well on her, but I think just the physicality Rainey did better. It was back and forth close. I think at half of the one or two point game. I think when things shifted permanently to North Tartan, well, Jaquela unfortunately went down with a lower leg injury. Doesn't sound super serious. I'm hoping it's not. I will be very, very sad not to see Jaquela Kraft playing this weekend because the way she's playing right now, she is a must-see TV, must-see in the gym, get you some snacks, get some popcorn, enjoy the Jaquela Kraft show. Um, it was a three-point game by the end of it. Liv hit a three. Liv McGill had a three at the buzzer to kind of make it three points. But once Jaquela went down, I just don't know if Metro had enough 
I would say enough defense to kind of stop the, the high powered offense that was North Harden. Crump looked really well this weekend, but also another shout out to 2027. Irma Walker, get big girl. <laughs> Irma Walker was flexing on people. She should have. I told her she should have, but she wasn't. But she was rising up for rebound, finishing in a crowd, just growing up right in front of her eyes. I'm so excited for that metro. I want a rematch with Jaquela 100% healthy. I want the twi- the TikTok dances flying. <laughs> Is uh So I have, a, I have a question. I have a question then real quick for you Eric okay. since you're like wanting all these TikTok dances. What is the <laughs> difference between Jaquela doing them and, you know, when Angel Reese dances? Oh, simple. Jaquela don't play for a racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay and here's the thing. I, I didn't mind what I, angel I, did them i just wanted people to do them back at her like when she got her shot stuffed by leah boston and when they played south carolina i wanted leah to do it back to her mm-hmm. well i have a those, question those those indiana folk are too nice though she's indiana nice now midwest midwest nice yeah but i have a question for you eric it's the, it's the final one I have, I promise. But how would you describe um, Irma Walker position? Like, where do you think she ends up <laughs> playing positionally? That's the, uh, right now, it's such a tweener because she is built like a post player. She's just kind of stuck at six foot, though. So it's so hard to kind of be like, you're a post. But if she would grow like two or three, four inches... There is no stopping her. She is solid and strong, but she has the athleticism to kind of like rise up when she go, when she wants to. Like multiple times, she went up with three players around her, and I'm talking three taller players like Crump and all them, and she got the ball and secured it. It's she's on like an ox with her upper body strength. So it's I would say maybe if she could develop maybe kind of a more consistent jumper, a stretch four. I mean, I guess if she can really develop the strength to push around at five, like an Audi Crooks, may, I mean, maybe she, I mean, not as big of a body, but <laughs> I, right now, I think it's to be determined for her ideal position, she plays five for them and she's holding her own playing up at 17U level as of 2027. So she has time to kind of develop that strength more, develop her overall offensive skills. But there there's those flashes where, she just goes up and there's no one that's going to pull that ball away from her and she finishes. And I, I just want to run out there and like, like jump in and like, like, like chest bumper. And like, she's just like, Whoa, she calm down. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm more excited than you are. Well, I mean, I, I feel like I, I, I can't grill you too much, but I mean, I, do you want me to go next Mason? Uh, I can go next. Okay. Well then I'm sure you have a lot to talk about. So, so why don't you just, Share with the class. Well, Mason starts, I have to run and get water. He didn't have to um, say that. He could have just went and got water. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this past week, uh, like Brady said, I don't think any of us were out. Um, April 30th weekend, two weeks ago, uh, I was not. Uh, I did attend the uh, Prime Event Midwest, put on by Select Events uh, in Indianapolis. Um, there wasn't really much going around going on around here in Iowa. I know Iowa Tech held an event, but I wanted to get out and see some teams who I wouldn't necessarily be able to see again this year with my schedule. Um, and it was, you know, a really, 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 really good event. 
Um, yeah, it's one of the better non-live period events in the Midwest in May. Um, you know, you had teams representing all the major uh, shoe circuits as well as, you know, multiple select 40 teams. You know, there's West Virginia Thunder, uh, Lee Gym Rats, um, Illinois Elite, Mac Irvin, Indiana Elite, IGB, Sports City Angels, Wisconsin Flight, Legends U, uh, Wolverine's M14, and that was just the top three pools. Because um, mm -hmm. then you also, you know, had Wisconsin Lakers and Example Sports and Always 100, and then Indiana um, Elite Thunder, which is their 3SSB team. And then you had, you know, all those teams, second teams. And then once you got down to pool H, I, J, K, you know, you had really, um, you know, really solid you know, independent programs who, um, you know, have multiple scholarship level kids on them as well. Um, so, yeah, no, it was a really, really good, good event. Um, 17U was, was very competitive. Um, there are some teams that really played well. Um, just speaking on, you know, teams that I know I'm not going to see again this year um, here. So, like, I'm I'll probably see Wisconsin Lakers once more this year, but you know I thought they played extremely well this weekend. Um, you know, it was, it was my first time seeing them, I believe, unless I saw them, you know, two years ago. Um, but you know, Tegan Mullaney was, you know, as advertised, she played extremely well all weekend long. Um, Amy Terrian was a kid who really jumped off the court at you uh, with her shooting ability. And her, you know, ability on the defensive side of the floor, she plays with a lot of passion. Um, you know, she was she was making some clutch three-pointers and was getting pretty hyped up and was kind of rubbing off on her teammates as well um, as they were making a run against um, West Virginia Thunder in the Final Four, which they ended up losing by one on a buzzer beater. Um, West Virginia Thunder, you know, they're really good. They're going to be one of the top teams in uh, Under Armour this year. And they're not just really good at the 17U level. They're really good at, you know, the 17U level, the 16U level, and the 14U level. Um, you know, they're deep. They have tons of talent. You know, they're in a really good spot where they can pull from, I think it's five different states. Um, you know, you, you know you're a deep program and a well-coached program when you have uh, two Under Armour circuit teams in the same grade level and they're they both just absolutely dominated everyone in pool play um and they they ended up not meeting in the championship game they both made it to the final four but they didn't end up meeting in the championship game which probably was for the better um but one of them did end up winning the championship game so um you know they had two of the best 16U teams there. Um, Mac Irvin ended up winning 17U. They played extremely well all weekend long. Um, I'll be seeing them later on this summer at a couple of events that I'll be attending. Uh, so kind of tried to watch the teams that I wasn't going to, um, you know, see much more of this year, like West Virginia Thunder and, um, you know, Wisconsin Lakers. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I tried to watch as many different kids as possible this weekend. Um, you know, like I had mentioned, 
Tegan Mullaney was definitely one of those kids that, you know, stood out quite quickly. Uh, and I think it might've just been because I was, you know, looking for her more, more so than anyone else, just because I wanted to see her play because I haven't seen her play in a couple of years. And obviously now she's committed to Iowa. Um, another kid that really stood out was uh, Jariah Pryor from West Virginia Thunder. She's a 27. Um, she's going to be one of the top kids, I would say, in the country. Um, Zakiah Johnson, also from West Virginia Thunder. Currently, she's the number two ranked kid in the 25 class. Uh, she is, in as little words as possible, she is very, very, very good. Um, you know, she's going to be able to go wherever she wants and was showing how good she was this weekend by doing whatever she wanted. Um, you know, there's 200 different kids I could talk about here. Um, but the last kid I want to talk about is someone that, you know, I have seen flashes of, and I know she's good. Um, but, you know, just due to missing some tournaments or not being in the right spot um, or, you know, having injury problems in the past, um, I thought McKenna Johnson played extremely, extremely well for Wisconsin flight. I thought she played really well for Williams, but I felt like this weekend, um, you know, she was kind of at another level. Um, and it wasn't because they were playing bad competition. They're obviously in a really good pool. Uh, I thought that she, you know, that whole Wisconsin flight team played pretty well this weekend. Um, you know, Allie and Kale probably played best of that group when I was able to catch them. Um, but McKenna was just, you know, basically when she got the ball in her hands, she was doing really whatever she wanted. She was getting, you know, space for her jumper. She was getting to the rim. She was passing it. She was defending. Like that was a kid who I saw. And I was like, wow, she's like playing some of the best basketball that she's ever played. And, you know, she's a kid who's going to drop 40 on, you know, some random Tuesday night in Wisconsin. So, oh. That's what I've got from this weekend. Um, a lot of new players, a lot of players who I hadn't seen before that, you know, I'd heard of, and then just a bunch of bunch of kids who I'd never seen that I was glad that I got to see. Yeah, I mean, I'll add a little bit to, to make kind of you you are right. She is kind of dropping 40 on a random Tuesday night in Wisconsin, especially in the conference that she plays in. I mean, she's already the the uh scoring leader in, in Wilmot uh, high school history. Um, and I think playing with Allie and Kale especially just kind of opens everything up for her because those are two kids that can kind of light it up from wherever, whenever. And you kind of can't really help off those kids unless you're really kind of wanting to play with fire. And then uh, just having McKenna there just kind of makes life so much easier for those two because that kid can be lights out when she's at her best. Um, I think it was a little bit some weirdness last year with with uh, with her crew down in down at Midwest Elite, but you know she played well, and you know a lot of those kids are going on to bigger, better things, and you know she's with Wisconsin Flight now, so you know she's she's gonna be really really good. I think she picked up a Milwaukee offer a few days ago as well, and I can understand why because I mean she would fix a lot of the the issues that they've kind of had these last, especially last year was just scoring in general, but I mean anyway, moving moving on to uh. Event I was at, so I was up in Appleton, um, and there was a lot of really really good twenty sixes in the gym. But I'll I'll start talking with like a couple about a couple other kids first. So, 
Um, first, the uh, probably the best team outside of the state. I mean, definitely the best program outside of the state full package was that um that event. And obviously, you got like the uh, that top team with Aubrey Galvin, Zuri Ransom, Reagan Sipla, and uh, a couple other kids that are really good too. That name slipped my mind, but I mean, they kind of ran through everybody. Um, and that's a team who's going to be really, really good all summer. I mean, obviously, you know, we've all seen Aubrey Galvin. We're all big fans of Aubrey Galvin. Um, for clear reasons, if you've seen her play before, I mean, she's kind of a little bit of a firecracker. But then, uh, then. You know, obviously there's a couple other kids up there too. I mean, um Team Wisconsin had some kids that played really well. Um, I thought that especially uh Kia Strope is gonna be like she's gonna be a small school kid, but she's she's just such a she's such a ridiculous athlete that she's gonna kinda cause chaos wherever she goes. Um, and I thought that that team had some kind of turned a corner a little bit. I mean, they hadn't won a game coming into uh Appleton, but they got a couple pretty good ones. They won over uh one of the team Wisconsin teams that were there. Um, then they beat um playmakers thrive who's playing up two age levels but they had won um the week before playing at i believe it was the battle at the badger um in appleton and you know they beat a couple of really good teams to win that and and team wisconsin beat them by like 40 which is a pretty big surprise but then moving down to um some of the 25s that were there i mean there was a lot of really really good um purple aces teams there um including the one that was in their 2025 group um they picked up a kid very recently from flights um 2025 uibl team named addie verhagen and she's kind of um this creative little guard um and i can't really describe it unless you kind of see it um she's just she's a lot like aubrey galvin in a sense she's a lot of flash but she just sees the floor so well she can kind of do a lot of these like a lot of these like make a lot of passes that you really kind of don't see passing lanes for but she kind of just has that vision and she's also really good around the basket she's only about five five but she does a lot of she does a really good job just you know putting spin on the ball and you know getting these weird look like funky looking layups um off the backboard and you know just kind of putting it in. Um she was really good, especially in their last game against 1848, whose 2025 team is also really good. Um but yeah, I mean that that game against uh, 1848 was one of the best games over there. It came down to you know the very last possession. It was a low scoring game, it was a real big defensive battle. Um, couple kids hit really big shots. I mean, Peyton Morgan, who's a um a kid out of Laconia, who's a state champion, five ten ish wing, and she had a couple big threes to kind of bring him back. Lakes so they were down about six or seven with like four minutes to go. Um, so she had a really really good game. Um, and then looking at the twenty six, there's a whole lot to say about the twenty sixes that were there. I want to say most of the best twenty sixes in the state were at that event. Um, and I want to start talking about um probably the biggest pop that uh that any kind of play on the court got with uh, Addie Shepley. Cause um, I've told you this story already and I have a clip of it that I mean to post on Twitter at some point. Um, But, you know, she got a little, she got a, she got a pass on in the corner and she kind of took it left and took maybe about like a 10 foot floater. And then she got a little, she got it stuck on the rim. And I mean, she went up and just kind of popped that thing off the rim. Like it was nothing. And I mean, you could just kind of, I mean, even if you don't know who that is, like that's something that's going to catch eyes, especially for someone that's, you know, 14, 15 years old and, and six, three, and just kind of that athletic. Um, so that was, that was really impressive. And just kind of seeing that in person was, you know, kind of crazy. And I mean, I know um, Mason's seen uh, Toby Fournier um, dunking in UIBL, which is also pretty crazy, but, um, but that, that whole team has been pretty solid all summer or all spring, I should say. Um, their point guards of 2027 uh, named LMA Cooper. Um, and she was a kid last year who really caught my eye at, um, I believe it was summer jam. Um, because they played Tartan's now 15U team first, and they ended up losing that game by like 25, 30 points. But, I mean, they didn't have Addie Shepley, who I don't really think would have made that big of a difference because that um, that team was really good, obviously still is really good. 
Um, but they tried to press her for the first half of that game, and they just could not get the ball off of her. I mean, she is so press resistant. It's actually kind of crazy. Um, I don't think I've seen her commit more than two turnovers in like the five games I've seen her this year when there's been a press. I mean, I can't really like, I don't even understand how she does it. She has really, it's like, she's just so quick and, and shifty and chain. Like, I, I, I don't know how she does it personally, but um, she's going to be really, really good. She's a little bit undersized, um, but I'll be kind of curious to see how she develops going forward. Cause obviously she's still young. She's got a lot of room to grow literally and figuratively. Um, and then another kid that I really like on that team is Violet Otto, who's like a 5'10 wing. Um, she plays with uh, Lila Postma, who some people in Minnesota might know. Um, she's a, she's um, from Prescott. So she's, yep. So she's right on the uh, right on the border. Um, and every team she plays on, she kind of just makes better because she does a really, really good job on the weak side. Um, I mean, she can really shoot it and she's really good at kind of, you know, attacking closeouts and, you know, stuff of that nature. So, I mean, you can't it's really hard to help off her without kind of giving something up from her. Um, and then the last kid I want to talk about on that team, especially was an, another six foot post named Natalie Beckus. Um, so she's a, probably going to be one of the best passers in that class. I mean, her vision is like next level and she's a six foot four. Um, so, I mean, what she can do with, with, uh, with the ball in her hands is pretty crazy. Plus she's super strong already. She's, a uh, she like a, like a good comp for, I don't even know what a good comp for would be. Honestly, I was just kind of spitballing there, but I can't really think of a good one. Um, and then, then moving on to uh, another group that was there was a uh, playground elites 2026 group. Um, and there's a lot of people who aren't the biggest fan of Maya Kovacic's game for one reason or another. I mean, she's not a kid who's like, going to take a bunch of threes. She's not someone who's, you know, um, super flash or anything. She's just kind of, you know, does what she's good at. I mean, she's really good at getting to the room. She can finish in traffic when she does shoot. I mean, she had like, I believe two or three in a row and, um, they're, you know, probably their best game that they had against uh, Playground Elite, or at least the best game to watch um, against uh, Playground uh, Purple Aces, I should say. But so she's going to be one of the better kids in that class. I mean, she had a really standout state tournament. Um, I believe the biggest moment that she had in that state tournament, she did hit a step back three on KK Arnold to cut the four point lead to, to one with like three minutes left in that game. Um, so she's got a lot of pedigree to her already. Um, then a couple other kids on the team that are really good were to tie Donaldson, a Beaver Dam kid. Um, Kieran Lyle did really, really well guarding Addie Shepley and um, I forget who the other, I mean, she did a lot of good work in that uh, Purple Aces game, especially when um, their six foot wing was guarding her. But so those three in particular on that team were, were really good. And then uh, the last team I really wanted to talk about was that um, playground or not playground Purple Aces team, because I never had I'd never seen um, Malia Lamarande, who is a six foot wing on, on that program. She's super lanky. But man, she's she was just absolutely dynamite all weekend. Um, she was running off screens. Like her off ball movement is pretty crazy. Um, like she, she doesn't really stop and they'll just run her off a bunch of screens. And I mean, she had a couple late threes where she was really getting into it. Um, like she was really, really intense. But I mean, I thought she was outstanding. I mean, personally, I think she was probably the best performer out of the 26 group. Um, and I believe they went undefeated there and they had a couple um pretty um sizable wins against good programs, but so that's a kid who going forward, I think a lot of people should probably get to know or just learn the name um, because she's a kid who didn't really get to shine on her high school team for better or for worse. Cause I had a lot of kids with, you know, carved out roles and she just kind of had to get in where she fit in and she did do that fairly well. Um, but then there's another kid on that team is a 27 named Auburn Clark. Um, so she's going to be a kid that a lot of people aren't really going to see all that much. She's from North central Wisconsin. She's from a city called Rhinelander. Um, if anybody listening knows where that is, um, and her dad's the coach there and also coaches that purple aces team. Um, but she's reminds me a lot of Addie Ketterhagen. Um, if anyone knows who that is, she's like five, eight, five, nine, um, point guard, really strong, super athletic, 
you know, just kind of understands the game really well. Both coach, both uh, coaches' daughters, both know the game really well, been around the game for a long time. And I mean, they just kind of run the show super well. And especially with um, Purple Ace, you run a lot of just sets um, in general. Like she kind of knows how to just like orchestrate things and kind of understands where people are going to be and when they're going to be there. Um, she understands, you know, some of these, some of these cuts that they're running. I mean, she was eyeing up some backdoor cuts like three seconds before that happened. Um, she's going to be a kid that's going to be really good. And, and it's, um, I, I highly suggest if you're at an AU event to kind of check her out while you can, um, because especially most of the people in Wisconsin are usually from the Madison, Milwaukee, Fox Valley area. Rhinelander is not super close to any of those places. Um, so that was, uh, that was a team that was really good. And then actually just one more kid I wanted to talk about was, uh, uh impact kid. It was a six, three post named Rachel Trilicki. Um, she hasn't played varsity basketball at McGuanago yet for reasons that I don't quite understand, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, but she's a kid who's already picked up, um, some mid major and some big East interest. Um, she's like really, really, she's a big six, three. I mean, she's strong. She's got really good hands. She finishes around the rim. And I mean, you know, she runs the floor way, way better than you'd think she would. Um, like she will beat guards up and down the floor every now and again. She plays so hard and she's a kid who's uh kind of I mean, from what I've heard, I mean she coaches her coach is coach Sid. I know um Mason knows that I'm sure Eric doesn't, but I mean he tells me that she's a sponge. Um, like she kind of just takes in everything and has gotten so much better already. Um, I can't even imagine what she's gonna look like in a few years. And um, so yeah, those are the main kids that I thought were really, really good um this weekend. But I mean yeah, I am very curious. Like of everyone that really kind of stood out, like I would say Malia Lamarandi was the kid that was like the biggest surprise for me this weekend, just because I didn't expect her to be as good as she was um, because I didn't really like, I just didn't see her do it before. And I mean, she was out of this world. Good. I mean, it was just uh, the only thing I can really say is wow. But so, I mean, is there a couple other questions I can ask you fellas before we, before we dip out here quick, quick question for you first. Okay. Would you put Shepley? Would would you say that Kale Janky is the Minnesota version of Shepley? Um, I think Kale is probably more skilled at this point in time than Addie, but I think Addie's just more athletic. Like I mean, she just broke her school's high jump record like two weeks ago. Um, she just her and her sister were just a part of a relay team that just broke their school's four by two record. Um, and she also told me to kind of keep an eye out today, actually the day of recording on Tuesday. Um because they're going for the four by one record there. And if that happens, like, honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised at this point, but honestly, I don't even know what records left for them to break at Rice Lake. So it feels like they've already broken them all, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're both obviously super talented, but I mean, if you're looking for a kid that's more polished right now, definitely probably Kale. I mean, she's definitely been playing at a super high level for a long time and she's probably been playing high school ball for a lot longer than Addie has for the one year. Um, but Addie's like, she's got a lot of room to grow. Um, I, I'll be very curious to kind of see where she tops out at, because I mean, I showed you the clip of her just going up and getting that ball off the rim, but, but, uh, I'd say probably Kale's probably better right now, but if you were talking about ceilings, I'd probably say Addie tentatively, just cause I haven't seen Kale as much as you have. I just meant that I just meant like body shape and like size and agility. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, no, for sure. talk, I mean, I'll hype up Kale all day long, but I was talking <laughs> about the body type, like the length. Well, I mean, honestly, I feel I don't even know if Eric's or Eric, you're Eric. I, I don't know if Mason's seen Addy yet, honestly. Um, but I was gonna ask him, but I don't even know if he's seen Addy enough yet to even have a real opinion either. Mason. Uh yeah, I think what was the question? <laughs> Why is Kale Ganky so good? No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was um he was asking if Addy Shepley's the Wisconsin version of Kale Yankee. Um, no, I don't think so. I think they're just different players. I mean, in what sense? I don't think they're similar players. 
I just meant like body size, like the the long length. Oh, uh, maybe I think, I think Addy, um, if if I am still correct from last year, at least you know I saw Kale this year already. I haven't seen Addy yet this year. I think Addy's more slender, a little bit more lengthy uh, than than Kale is. I think they're. I think Addy's just going to have to do a lot of work over the next couple of years to add strength to her frame, whereas Kale has, you know, a good frame with with broad shoulders and a solid lower base where she'll be able to to add strength fairly easily. So I think Kale will be she'll end up thicker than Addy, like just strength wise. Um, but I think that you know, if you're Addy, you don't really want to become super, you know. You don't want to become super jacked up because then that limits some of your athleticism. Brady, you had questions for us. Yeah, I mean, I was going to kind of ask, is there anyone that really kind of surprised you guys or you guys uh, hadn't seen in a while that just kind of like took you by surprise a little bit this weekend? Actually, yes. There was one. I have to give her all of her flowers, and I'm sad it took me this long to get there. It wasn't that I was shocked that she could do very well. It's just the level that she played at, the confidence. I want to give a huge shout out to Linnell Wright. Linnell Wright looked like a completely different player. It was almost like from high school to AAU, she gained like a year of experience because everything she did felt confident and she was determined and even felt a little more like filled out like she wasn't getting pushed around as much and she's playing up she's a 2026 playing up but you know a grade I was very impressed with her floor game her ability to kind of the hesitation dribble she was doing kind of getting you know defenders off balance and powering through trying to think of that word for a second Lanell Wright was I said I was pleasantly surprised to see the level she was playing at now that she could get there but High school, she kind of seemed to kind of be feeling things out, things weren't, you know, kind of in maybe a little bit of a rut, but she played outstanding this weekend. Um, Yeah, for me, I think I'm probably going to end up taking um, a little bit of the cop-out answer here a little bit. Uh, and I'm going to say that um, McKenna Johnson – was a kid just because I want to say her name one more time just with how well she played. Um, but for me, a kid who kind of caught me by surprise, I think, and obviously it probably shouldn't have happened because Brady has said so much about her. Um, but I thought the Tarians twins were much better than I expected them to be. Um, specifically Amy Tarian, um, you know, they, they both played really well. Amy was just kind of in the spotlight there late in the game. Um, but I think that if I had to pick a kid or, or I guess two, because you have to kind of group the twins together, um, I think that that would probably be my two kids that were just better than I expected. Um, and, and, and two, I think Aaron Thomas from Sport City Angels, um, she really stood out uh, at EYBL. And then again this weekend, she was, you know, just kind of all over the place again. Um, you know, she's a five eleven guard. She's a twenty twenty eight playing up, you know, two years or, yeah, two years on fifteen U E Y B L team, and honestly, looks like the best player on the floor at times. Uh, you know, she's going to be an absolute like demon in high school when she gets there in a couple of years. 
Uh, so that's you know four four names, but those are probably four players who stood out to me the most this weekend that I hadn't seen or hadn't seen recently. Yeah, and I mean, just to add on to the Terrians a little bit, I mean, you will not meet anyone who treats, you know, basketball as more of like a job than those two. Like they're some of the most professional kids I've ever met and they're like 16 years old right now. Um, Like just the way they treat the game and kind of like talk about it and, you know, just kind of like build what they do around the game. Like they they officiate games, like youth games as well. Um, So like, like they know like the ins and outs of basketball super well. And I mean, that family is like a basketball family. Um, so, I mean, it was, it's, it's good to hear, you know, you highlight them and kind of that they played well, but the, the one kid that I wanted to talk about was, uh, and this is why I asked the question was, um, um, I wanted to talk about Grayson Phillips a little bit, um, because she was a kid who last year was playing for let it rains 2016 and was kind of playing the, the, the five spot for them. And just with her frame, I mean, she's another kid who's like super lanky. Like you kind of, you could kind of tell that she wasn't going to be able to play the post at the next level. Um, so, I mean, this year, I mean, impacts kind of molded her into more of a wing and I think it all kind of came together for a couple games this weekend for her. Um, she was never really a kid who shot the ball that well last year, even when she did shoot it. I mean, she wasn't as confident, you know, putting the ball on the floor. Um, and, and this weekend, like she kind of just did all of that. Um, and she hit like a couple threes and I believe most of the games that they played. Um, I mean, she was taking the ball, um, you know, putting it on the, putting on the ground and going to the rim. Um, you know, it was just super cool to kind of see her develop over the past year because she is not the same player she was a year ago. I mean, like if you saw her, like if you look at a game last year that she played for, for let it rain and, and now with impact, I mean, she is just a night and day different player. And it's all like because of the work she's kind of put in on, on her own time. Um, and she's a kid who I think has a whole lot of potential. I mean, she's another kid who hasn't played varsity yet. Um, but she's uh, she's a kid who I'm kind of eager to watch develop over the next few years and kind of see where she tops out at because, I mean, the sky's kind of the limit with her. Um, but And then another kid that I didn't talk about before, but I don't, I don't even want to say it's a surprise because I just didn't talk about her before. But Leah Norton is going to be like a very, very special player. Um, she's a slim wing um, from another kid from, you know, north central-ish Wisconsin from Shawano. Um, and she's a Wisconsin Blaze kid. And I mean, she played out of her mind this weekend for, I mean, whenever I saw her play. I mean, you won't find many kids like she's a lot like Addie Shepley in the sense where she's this really like tall, lanky kid who can kind of do a little bit of everything. I mean, she's probably more skilled than Addie is right now. But I mean, when she shoots the ball and you just see the confidence that she shoots it with and when it goes in, it's like you really can't do anything with it because she's like really getting elevation on her jumper and she's already super athletic. So she's getting off the ground quite a bit. And when she makes it, it's like you can't even really contest it. Um, but yeah, those two are particular, the ones that I would, you know, want to highlight as like kids who've been not, I mean, for, uh, Leah, not so much surprising, but just like, especially Grayson, who's been like a real pleasant surprise this, this summer. But, um, last question that at least I have for, for you guys is just like, is there anyone that you kind of like watch this weekend that you're just kind of curious, like going forward, like kind of, if you get to see him again, like, if, is there a kid that you saw last weekend that you're like, oh, I would like to see what this kid does again at like another event this summer? We'll let Mason go first this time. Ooh. That is a really good question. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. Oh, man. I got to think about that for a second. Um, why don't you go first, Brady? Who, who's, who's a kid that you want to see later on? See how they are. Let me think about it. Yeah. So, um, you know, in that question, like I kind of had an idea. So Tori Neubauer is a kid that I thought played really, really well in a few games this weekend. And 
Um, she's like this six foot wing, like three, four kind of kid. Um, she can, she plays the five at high school, but it's not really her natural position. She's more of a wing or a four. Um, but I mean, she had some really big shots against 1848 in that 25 game for the last game that they had in the weekend. And I mean, she was, um, she's super tough. I mean, she can battle on the block. She played FBA basketball, which is the best conference in the state, which has like Ali Zabel, Rainey Wilson, and Paige Secker, who just got a division one offer. I mean, most of the teams at the top of that conference have kids with division one offers or even like in the middle of the pack in that conference have division one offers. But so she was really good there and it was her first year really playing, um, uh, varsity ball. But she is a kid who can kind of do a little bit of everything, and she has a really high motor. I mean, she's also a volleyball kid, so she's also super athletic. Um, but I am just very curious to kind of see what she can do against some really, really good teams. Like, I would argue that they're either the 1 or 1B team there with 1848 Legends. Um, I would like to kind of see what she would do against kids who are a little bit bigger and a little bit more athletic than her, just to kind of see how she figures that out. <laughs> Um, because there's a lot there, and I've kind of said that since I saw her in, I believe it was December. Um, she reminded me a lot of uh, Michaela Werner, who um, I believe I've kind of reminded um, you guys about before when I've talked about Tori, I believe once or twice before. Um, but she's just a kid who can just do a little bit of everything. I mean, she's a six foot kid who can step out, shoot it. She can play with her back to the basket. She can defend one through four and five, depending on the size. And she can just do a whole lot of stuff. And she's just really, really easy to kind of put on the court and just kind of have a role for her. But that's the one kid that I really had like singled out because I've liked her before and she played well when I saw her. Um, but I would just kind of like to see what it looks like when she's like not um but she's definitely like, you know, a tier below like prospect wise of, of another kid, just to kind of see how she handles it. Uh yeah, for me, um, you know, as I look through some of my notes, I think that the kid who I'm most intrigued to see, uh, and I'll actually see her again here in two weeks, uh down in Bryan, Texas at Adidas. It's, and it's someone that uh, Brady and I actually talked about uh, the other day. Uh, it was Addison Miranda. Um, you know, I thought that she she played really well this weekend. Um, and it wasn't just in the game that I was able to catch them. Um, you know, she had a 25-point a outburst where she hit, you know, multiple threes. Um, she shot it fairly well and I think hit three in the game that I watched. Um, but that's a kid who I've liked for a couple of years now um, and just have wanted to see her kind of put it together. Um, and it seems like she did that a little bit this weekend. You know, she wasn't as consistent as I, uh, you know, or as you would want her to be. Um, but I think she's starting to unlock some of that potential that she's, you know, always kind of had. Um, so for me, uh, going forward, this summer and you know it's kind of tough to have a two-week turnaround to see him again and judge him off two weeks but would just be her getting more consistent in her play where you know I think she can probably go out and score 15 points a game but you know right now it kind of seems like it's a little bit inconsistent to where you know one game it's you know 25 one game it's eight one game it's 16 the next game it might be six uh, so that's a kid who I'm, you know, kind of looking to see how she's playing, um, you know, at the end of July this year and and how that's going to give her momentum going into her high school season. Yeah, just to add a quick note about her just before um, Eric goes, like when when she really gets going from the three point line, like like she's probably one of the biggest game breakers you can have. And I know um, her AAU coach TR does a really good job of kind of just like manufacturing looks for her, because when she gets going, like there's not a whole lot of teams are going to handle them. And I mean, in high school, she kind of had to play a little bit of like a like an off ball role the entire year, even though she's 
been more of a point guard growing up. Um, so she's kind of had to just be a spot up shooter and kind of attack weak side stuff whenever she's kind of gotten her chance to do stuff. But I think the summer's got to like she's got a really good chance of becoming like a really, really, really good, um, you know, combo kind of guard who can do a little bit of stuff off the dribble. But like her her shot from from the three point line is definitely like one of the best in Wisconsin when she gets a little bit of space because she doesn't need a whole lot. Like if she gets a little bit of space and she decides she wants to shoot it, like I fully believe that they're going in. My turn. Yeah, it's your turn, buddy. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Players that I'm excited. I'll talk about players I'm excited to see how they do in the second weekend of AAU of uh, Minnesota State tournament. I mean, I'm always excited for the microwave, the magician, the magnificent Steve Madden Greenway. But let's be honest. She, she says she she's a show anytime. I will say, I'll go two of them. One first one, Presley Watkins. That legacy team kind of I won't go into a lot of details not my story to tell but they they had a lot of things that they dealt with as young women this weekend kind of was thrown at them last minute Presley Watkins is the top five player in the 2027 class and I just think she at times didn't play up to her best ability because I think mentally a little bit more checked out Oh, excuse me. Or even drained from the weekend. So excited to see your bounce back weekend because Presley is one of my favorites to always watch. And then I talked about it a little bit, but I'm excited to see Irma Walker. I'm excited to see the continuation. You know, that next step for her, the, the maturation of like, okay, you can't do it every once in a while. It can't just be flashes of great plays. Let's put two be- good weekends back to back. Let's excuse me let's put let's have a great state tournament let's show you know kind of a consistent motor throughout a game i've, I've said those are two of my favorites both two 2027 20, so the younger ones but once again madden's always a show jacayla let's go i want to see some fireworks jacayla crab so but the two the most excited to see how they respond is presley and irma is there anything else that you guys would like to ask before we wrap this up? Um, Mason, you yeah. we'll see it. You're going to see Adidas or something in Texas. Yeah, I'll be going to Adidas for. Oh. How, uh, excited the grade. how excited are you to see the Jacayla Craft? Uh, well, I'll see them here in like three days. So you're coming up separate. again? Yes. Well, so me and Mason will be doing our show. <laughs> we better go to Bar Bingo. Duh. Oh, come on. Come on. You're going to leave me out like that. That's crazy. Brady, you can come to Minnesota. You know I where Cagabi High School is? Yeah, but I'm I'm a little I got I got some work. I got I got a work schedule that I have to. Rebecca Sounds James like a big That's, that's uh, a, it's a, I'm sorry I pooped your party there for a little bit, but I'm sure you guys will have fun. <laughs> Yeah. We're gonna be in a TikTok uh, with Kayla. <laughs> Here's okay, Brady, or and Eric, I guess. Here's a question for you, uh, just because I know the SEC has been a big topic, and this has been on my mind the entire time. Uh, so, like we said, SEC does not have a fencing national championship. Oh my god! I don't even. Just... I don't even know if if fencing is like a NCAA like sanctioned <laughs> sport. I think it is, but. Penn State, Columbia, Notre Dame are like the only schools that have won that in the last 30 years. So without looking on your computer, Brady, what three sports 
have the SEC never won a NCAA championship in? Well, I don't know all, the, all of the... Oh, maybe. I mean, I you should I know, know all of the sports. No, I don't. All I know is it means more. That's all that matters. They have not won a women's gymnastics. That's actually kind I of surprising. They, they have not won a softball national title. That's a lie because Florida's won it. Uh, well... Okay, well then the internet is lying to me because you're right. Florida has won it. Yeah, they had some really good teams in like the early like two thousands. Yeah, I remember watching them. I know. Okay, so so then it's fencing and gymnastics. That's the only two. That's kind of surprising. They haven't won a gymnastics one. They have a lot of really good gymnastics teams in the SEC. What about cheerleading? Who knows? They probably they probably have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know UCLA won it last year, um, because they had one. One 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 kid that had like a ten and like a couple different events, but I know the Pac twelve has a lot of really good gymnastics teams too. Let's see. Up, oh, Florida won it in two thousand fifteen. So thank you, Internet. You're mm-hmm. wrong, but they have never won a fencing national championship. I know that for a fact. Well, well, at least we at least you have that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I can go to bed <laughs> nice tonight or easily, softly. I can sleep well, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I mean, you got um, there. Yeah. Oh, I had a question for you, Brady. Were there any 27s this weekend that you saw that you liked? Yeah. Um. I mean, I talked about Auburn Clark a little bit. Um. She was the she was playing up on that uh, Purple Ace team with Malia Lemirandi, um, who's going to be at Rhinelander next year. I think she's going to be a kid that's going to be really, really good. I don't know how many people are going to know about her for a while, um, at least in high school, in the high school sense, just because she's going to play at a school that not a lot of people are going to see. Um, and I want to say there was one other 27 that was playing that I thought was good, but I can't remember who it was right now. But that was the one. Were, that there, were there any 27s at the event that you wish you would have seen that you didn't see? Um, No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> but the uh, the other twenty seven was LMA Cooper. That was really good. Those are the two real standouts from from uh, the Champion Center this weekend. Do I get the question gotcha. about twenty twenty seven? I think yeah, that was more Eric, directed at me for a very specific reason. <laughs> but... no, no, no. no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Make sure you have extra knee pads. But um, oh no, Eric. What um, what twenty seven stood out to you? And then and then I can answer that as well when when you answer yours. The top five in the class of Minnesota all stood out to me. Let's start with Presley Walken. Let's start with Maya Wilson, Irma Walker, Emma Milliburn, and then Ava Cooper is now back from injury. Those are the top five in Minnesota. I would take that starting five to battle with any other starting five 2027 in the Midwest. I'll go to battle with those five all day long. Though you have And each one has such a different niche. Like Emma Milliburn is that two-way player, that defensive stopper, but can score a growing offensive game. Presley's a really strong, you know, scoring guard, but also lead guard creating. We've already talked about Irma, strong as an ox. I mean, she's just going to rebound the ball and dominate inside. Maya Wilson, let's be honest, Maya Wilson is one of the best peer scorers we have in the state. She's going to score at all three levels and make it look easy. And then Ava Cupido, I'm so excited for her to come. Like, she's back. She had a little bit of an ankle injury. She's back. You know, we're kind of working our way back. I love all my 27. The 27 class. 
Them the 25th and the 28th. Minnesota is doing just fine for road basketball in those three classes. Uh, and then for me, the 27, I think that stood out the most to me was probably uh, Haley Noel or Noel um, from West Virginia Thunder. She's, uh, she's from Kentucky. Uh, she was just like, she's, she's very physically built. So she's like really strong. She's a five, nine guard. Um, you know, she's like super advanced for her age. You know, she was, she was handling the ball really well. She was seeing her teammates open, uh, before they were open. She was passing her teammates open. Um, she moved really well without the ball, um, had a couple cuts to the basket, you know, for easy, easy layups. Um, you know, I think with her strengths, she finishes at the rim really well, kind of because she can go up, um, you know, obviously being five, nine uh, and strong, she can kind of finish over everyone that's like five, eight and shorter. Uh, but also her strength allows her to finish through those kids that are also, you know, just as strong as her, maybe even a little bit taller. Um, and for her just being a 2027, 20, you know, it was really impressive with her playing up. I believe she was playing on. Oh, man, I don't remember exactly what team she was playing on. I think it was the 2026s. I think she was playing up one year. Um, I could be incorrect there, but um, forgot that she was, was a standout, and I was really, really impressed with her. Is there anything else that, that anyone's got uh, got got in the chamber that they want to get out there and just ask a question, or are, are we are we good here? We good. You're gonna hear all about me making uh, and Jaquela Craft and the TikTok next. Um, week. Oh, no, no, I think I think we I think we we have a uh, a discussion here that how long have we been going for? Way too long or not long enough? Hour and five minutes. Uh, okay, we'll save it for next week. Uh, that's a, that's a cliffhanger we're leaving him on. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have a bigger discussion next week. And fans, we will hear about Mason. We'll hear how he thought about Jaquela. The microwave, the magician, the magnificent, the Madden Greenway, Irma. Didn't he, didn't he already talk oh. about what he thought about Madden? Well, we're going to see in person. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see if people figure out and hear what I have to think about on this weekend. We're going to see. We're going to get a handshake going between the microwave and Ma- Mason. I bet you the next no. time she sees you, she's going to run for like whatever, like back, like back door that she can, just so she doesn't have to deal with you. Honestly. So, I'm trying to see here. She'll hear the nicknames before she even sees you. It's just going to be like an echo down a hallway or something. It's going to scare the crap out of her. Fair. But all right. Well, I guess that's a good spot to end it. So I appreciate y'all sticking with us, even though we didn't record last week, which I mean, I will blame Eric, even though it was not Eric's fault. Um, <laughs> But uh, I appreciate y'all listening again. And hopefully we are back next week. And I believe we will be. Um, But yeah, uh, until then, we'll uh, we'll see you later. Hey, JJ Reddick.